0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another episode of ZX English Podcast. In today's episode, you're going to hear about my life story. Okay, let me calm down a bit here, alright? And let me change my voice to normal, okay? So, I'm going to tell you my life story, and by doing so, I'm going to throw in some idioms related to success and failure. This is what my life story is all about. It's about the ups and downs of life. Because simply sometimes we are up and sometimes we are down. I guess at the moment I'm kind of in the middle. Because you see, you don't necessarily have to be down and up. You can be in the middle, but what's usually significant are the ups and downs. Because the ups and the downs are the real life changes in everybody's life. It forces you to make some changes it makes you think how you have been living so far. It could make you a bad person, it can make you a good person or just a neutral one. Let's first of all define the terms success and failure so that we know what we're talking about. Success is when you are doing well in your life, when you pass an exam, when you have a lot of friends, when you do well at work. This is success. The failure is the, is the exact opposite If you don't, if you basically go down the hill, if you fall, if you trip, if you make a mistake, if you marry a wrong person maybe, or if you fail an exam, there are many cases of failure. And my life, which is full of success as well as failure, is something I want to talk about here today. So my life, kind of a broad topic to talk about. Okay, so let's try. What has my life been like? Has it been successful? Well, I have to say, it has been uh, a complicated story, partly a mess, to be honest. I've done some things I'm really proud of, but I've done some things of which I'm not really proud. I've experienced some bad things recently, to be honest, uh, going like going back like two years. But I moved on, and uh, now I'm in this kind of transitional period. And I, I hope this podcast will actually help me to get out of this trans- transitional period. I don't know how yet, but I might figure it out as I do hundreds and hundreds, or maybe thousands, of episodes. I strongly believe that everybody's life is similar, no matter who you are. We all experience some life-changing events. It just may it just may come at different stages at your life, at different age. I mean. When you are really unlucky, this may happen in the early stage of your life, which rips you off your own childhood. And uh, it certainly happens when you are older. It does. It's just what life's, life is about. Sometimes you hold all the aces. You know, like when you play cards, you have all the best cards. And you. it's inevitable you are going to succeed. But sometimes your dices are loaded against you. Sometimes you are just bound to lose that's life listeners it's sometimes very sad i hope you don't mind me being a little bit philosophical maybe you're used to me being being a bit of laugh but it's time for a change isn't there listeners you don't mind me changing myself a bit do you especially if it's a, for a good cause and what is my cause what do you think of course it is engaging you and me on a journey of learning the foreign language and yes i'm talking about english language Such an amazing, colourful, wonderful, fantastic, phenomenal and wonderful. I've just said wonderful second time, but it's for a reason. I want to emphasise how wonderful this all is. The weather is wonderful. Life is wonderful. This podcast is maybe, for some of you, wonderful. Wonderful is a good, good word to learn, but if you use it too much, it somehow becomes a bit unsuitable. Okay, it has just happened to me. Now I'm going to tell you a story of my life. Of course, if this is a boring subject for you, it's nothing easier than to stop listening to this. But I'd like to welcome you to listen to my life story because, because maybe it's something you can relate to. And maybe I can show you a possible path to go on if you wish to learn a foreign language, if you wish to learn English. This path may have been a bit thorny, but as you know, learning is sometimes really painful. So, as you can see, I'm recording this podcast in English and I have come a long way to get to this place to be able to record, to be able to have uh, the courage to record myself in English. Even though I know my English is not perfect, you might want to do this yourself. So, let me tell you my brief story. And if you find it not interesting, maybe just try to notice the idioms I use, write them down, notice the context in which I use them. And try to repeat them yourselves and maybe impress your English teacher or something. I don't know. It's up to you, really. I'm not giving you orders what you should do with the vocabulary I teach you. But I'm giving you the order to listen to my podcast episode now. No, not really. I'm not that mean. Just, you just, you can slack off, basically. This is something I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say in a classroom. But here, I dare say it. Okay, sit back and listen to the episode of Ups and Downs. I was born on the 3rd of April 1983 in Prague in a family of a die-hard communist father and a good-hearted catholic mother which sounds a bit absurd doesn't it moreover when I was born my father was about 55 can you believe that he was much older than my mother he was like 20 four years older or something like that. And naturally this couldn't really work. It's like water and fire like total opposites. You know sometimes opposites attract but in this case it was just a disastrous marriage really I think and uh, of course it affected uh, the children you know me and my sister as well. The biggest problem was that my father he was choleric person so he kept shouting at us and he, he used to treat my mom really badly. He was also very stubborn, which is uh, a quality I also possess, I think. I think this has to do with the fact that both me and my father were born under the sign of the Aries. And this is the, you know, the ram, the animal ram. And this naturally is the character or this, the, everyone who is born in this sign, uh if of course if you believe in the zodiac signs in the horoscope which i partly do even though i'm not an expert so um it just it has just proven to me so many times that anyone who is born under this sign is simply stubborn and uh can't basically can't tell this person anything uh he can't change his mind by any means uh this is with me too unfortunately it has it has some positives it, but uh, in this case of my father it only uh, deepened or it it only made, made, made it worse, you know. But why was he like that? We all used to keep asking the question, why? Why did he treat my mom so badly? Why did he treat the children so badly? Why wasn't he able to bring us up? It was because he was getting older and the biggest problem was that he couldn't handle the fact that uh, the communists were taken over by the democracy in the Czech Republic it happened in 1989 this is the famous year of the Velvet Revolution my father used to be a really committed communist and this was something I was always ashamed of but it's just not that easy you know it was the context the context of his life was um, such that he became a communist and he believed in this so uh, this wouldn't be a problem itself you know it's just people have different beliefs it's normal and you have to respect that but the way he treated us the way he was dealing with us the shouting the screaming the choleric tantrums this was the problem so what i'm trying to imply is that my childhood wasn't really uh, Ideal, especially because uh, of my father. My mother; she was a complete opposite. She was such a nice person, really, and she had uh, to live such a complicated life uh, because of, especially because of my father. It's just uh, unfair, you know. It's a uh, life; uh, it's barely fair. My mother worked as a photographer, and my father uh, used to be a doctor, but uh, when he had me as a child. Uh, I don't think uh, he was working any longer, actually, or it was just for a few years. Because I don't have any memories of him being a doctor. This is, this is a, a respected, a respected job, of course, uh, and apparently he 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 used to be respected, uh, but I don't remember this at all. I remember him as a broken man who was uh, on his knees because of the revolution. Because everything he believed in just fell into pieces. It was shattered, destroyed, and he couldn't take it. And this was because he was aging as well. It's really hard to change your mind when you're older. I'm not trying to. Uh, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to justify his behavior. Not at all. In fact, I have never done this throughout my whole life. I was uh, always blaming him for everything. I'm just trying to understand. Because everything in life and even in history has its cause and then its consequence. I believe there is nothing like luck or fortune. Everything happens for a reason. I'm just trying to explain to you how big contrast my mother and father was. Because my mom, she was like an angel really. She was a caring person and she would always sacrifice herself in the name or for the sake of her children. Always. We were always number one for her and of course in return both me and my sister we loved her a lot and he would, we would always turn to her whenever we had a problem or as children when we needed a shoulder to cry on she was always there for us and obviously the bond of uh, me, my sister and my mother was even greater because of uh, our father who was a bad father it was only our mum bringing us up uh, the father, did, he didn't do anything, he didn't uh, do any household chores, he didn't uh, clean, he didn't wash up, he just, uh, la- uh, he just lay down in his bed and watched TV. And it was uh, a little bit a mistake of my mum, of course, because she was such a nice person that she was unable to confront him or she couldn't or she didn't find enough courage to get divorced it was uh, difficult of course because she because she had two children so basically by being nice she was uh, in a way she was cutting her own throat you know Um, but anyway uh, the father really didn't support us financially because um, of course uh, he got he he retired so he didn't work and um, to be honest we didn't living in Prague uh, you have to pay quite a high rent and we didn't really have uh, much money so we couldn't afford uh, expensive things but I think in a way you know as a child uh, it's better if you are not a spoiled kind of child or pampered kind of child because later uh, you can really value things much more It's it's a good protection from becoming a superficial person, a materialistic person, which hopefully, especially because of this experience, I'm not. So it's a good thing, I suppose. So in a nutshell, the family didn't really function as it should. I didn't really tell you much about my sister yet. Uh, She's two years younger. Her name is Katerina and uh, she is a lovely, lovely sister, really. I couldn't wish for a better sister there are two things which I always admire uh, about her first of all she is much more patient than me and secondly she is uh, even more practical which is uh, it's really strange because usually it's the boy who is a more practical and technical person but uh, in this case uh, I don't think so it's the total opposite and I don't think it's uh, my sister being weird it's uh, actually me being weird Because instead of repairing my bike or, I don't know, building myself a new table or something like that or maybe painting the walls in my room, I am uh, recording the podcast right now and uh, rambling on about it and uh, maybe you get the idea of what kind of person I am, you know. (laughs) Apart from a sister, I also have... uh, two stepsisters which is from my father's side, uh, they're a bit older than me and um, and what kind of child was I? Well, I wasn't an ideal child to be honest, uh, I was a, I was a hard child to bring up, I think, because I would always do the opposite thing that uh, especially my mother wanted me to do and um, I was really hard to handle, I think, I had I was really emotional and um talked back I talked back a lot you know um I didn't want to agree with anything almost and um I didn't obey as much as I should have. I know a lot of children are like that but um I was exceptionally bad child. <laughs> I was a bit of a rebel myself you know I didn't want to go to church as I I told you my mother was a catholic she was a religious person and she wanted me to go to church and um, I didn't go there really uh, because I always considered it uh, ridiculous uh, the religion it's like uh, why would God let uh, all these atrocities happen Uh, you know all the wars and uh, why would God let good people die, uh, all the accidents and uh, diseases, it's just totally unfair, so why should I pray to God, if He does things like that? That was my um, explanation, of uh, that was my excuse for not going to church, for not praying, for not believing in God, and uh, I kept this attitude until now, so I'm an atheist uh, I hope nobody is offended or insulted or disappointed. I know, for example, if you go to, to England, uh, sorry, if you go to the United States of America and they ask you the question, what do you believe in? What's your religion? You should always answer something. Because if you say nothing, if you tell them you are an atheist, uh, they will think you're really strange. Or just uh, it's just unusual there. You know, the Czech Republic, by the way, is the... Um, is one of the most atheist countries in the world so it's not surprising that I'm myself a non-believer. When I was 13 years old um, all the conflicts that uh, I used to have with my father and all the shouting and uh, my talking back and not respecting my father it was becoming worse and worse, it um, kind of escalated to the point that I was no longer able to live in the flat along with my father. So um, I asked my aunt and uncle if I could uh, by any chance live with them and uh, they said yes, fortunately. So um, from the age of 13 until the age of, I think it was 18 or 19, I uh, actually lived in my uncle's house uh, with my aunt and my uh, cousin and uh, my mom and my sister uh, visited me a lot because not only I lived with my uncle uh, my aunt and my uh, sister uh, my uh, cousin Honza but uh, I also lived with um, my grandma in fact I shared a room with her and she was like 90 something years old so my mom would always uh, visit her and me and she would look after us really well even though we didn't uh, live together Sometimes she would sleep over, sometimes she would come with uh, my sister too. But uh, I never talked to my father for like eight years. A long time. My uncle and uh, my aunt were really, really nice people. It was a sacrifice to let uh, one more guy live with them. And in fact, they even supported me financially because uh, my aunt, uh, she cooked for me uh used to have uh, meals under her roof so it's just I own I I owe my aunt a lot you know and uh, their son Honza my cousin is the guy who featured uh, in some of the episodes of the next English podcast it is the uh, well-educated well-read clever guy who is interested in history and politics I have told you about my early life stage my early life phase and now i would like to tell you a bit about my sort of teenage uh, life phase Um, as i said i used to live at my 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 uncle and aunt's and my cousin's house uh, which was at the edge of the capital of the czech republic prague and during this time i studied at a secondary school which is in czech called uh, gymnasium now this is like a what they call in England grammar school. Uh, I passed the entrance exams and uh, grammar school it's a type of school which is meant to be for smart children, the overachievers, those with good marks. uh, That is good study results. So um, I must have been really lucky uh, to get there um, really because uh, I'm not smart. Well I'm smart enough to run this podcast. Uh, So this was a school for seven years and uh, after graduating from this type of school teenagers are expected to go to universities because basically they know nothing um, from there because they study um, all uh, the subjects um, that they are uh, available like um, technical as well as humanistic just everything you know from chemistry physics biology to history um, languages and uh, geography, just everything. You study about everything. You study nothing in detail basically, but uh, you are expected to go to a university really uh, to deepen your knowledge of some specific subject that you choose. To be frank, I never knew what I wanted to do really. It was due to the fact that I was um, an average student especially because the guys around me, they were really really smart they were like children of really ambitious and uh, successful people, and uh, because I was an average student, uh, I had a bit of a lack of motivation. You know, when you have too many gifted people around you, it's like, uh, and if you are this kind of guy like I am, you need you need to express yourself somehow, and it was it was like hard to do so. I was trying. I'm not saying I was a, a guy to be picked on. Not really especially because I was a sporty guy, so I I had a good um, fun, you know, um, a lot of friends around me. But uh, regarding the studying, and uh, it's just I didn't have a strong will, I didn't really prepare, I didn't do my homework. I shouldn't really tell you this, right? I'm a teacher, I should be the role model for you. Okay, uh, if I tell you everything was about to change, will you believe me? Well, of course uh, you will have to, right? Yeah, but I managed to scrape through, and uh, I graduated. I did. I passed the maturita exam. Maturita exam is the like a maturity, maturity exam. It means uh, it's the last leaving examination from the secondary school, and uh, it's it was a moment of truth. Of course, it's a moment of truth for everybody. It's a life-changing event. Uh, Like a milestone of your life. You must pass it, and when you pass it, uh, you basically get drunk a lot, and uh, then you have to go to university. So uh, you need to apply for a field of study of your choice and then uh, carry on studying, in essence. Bear in mind the fact that I was uh, such an average student, I would get uh, the C's every time I had the final certificate of the year. Mm, I was actually quite lucky or I did really well passing the maturita exam, the final exam, swimmingly with flying colors really not at all by the scrap of the neck as everybody would expect me to but because I didn't exactly know what to do uh, when we were making the choice which is quite an important uh, choice of your life which university to go to, which which university to study at I kind of made a bad choice with selecting my university which meant i did i didn't pass the exam i failed it and i ended up at a language school because i didn't feel like working at the time yet i wanted to i wanted to kick some ass as they say you know to achieve something i wasn't that ambitious but uh, there was some hidden ambition inside of me i wasn't just exa- exactly sure what it was and how to fulfill that so during my grammar school years uh, I was um, kind of a geek, a nerd, who played a lot of computer games, uh, didn't really meet up with uh, girls. I wasn't interested in girls. Well, I was, but I didn't know what to do, really. How to pick them up, how to behave, how to impress them. Didn't know what to do. Luckily for me, I am an avid sportsman, which meant I basically did a lot of sport. And yes, the PE, the physical education, was by far my favorite, my most favorite school subject. I uh, started playing football for a team um, at the age of about 15 actually which was quite late but uh, I had played football before in the street, like streetwise so this was nothing new for me as just I started playing for a decent real club and uh, I did really well. I became a captain of the team You know, it was a good time. I have good memories of this. I've always loved football. It's like a sport I fell in love with immediately. So um, I guess I'm a bit... It's because I'm a bit talented for the ball sports in general. I was never good at skiing or swimming or skating like uh, the winter sports, you know. Well, the swimming is not a winter sport unless you do it in a swimming pool or under the ice, which is... um, not too good, because uh, it might be cold. Down under. <clears throat> okay, maybe if you are a fish. I'm not a fish. Are you a fish? I'm not. I'm a bit fishy, though. A dodgy bloke. A dodgy fellow. Meaning a suspicious person. So you should be watchful when you listen to my podcast. You don't know what my true intentions are. Maybe I'm like a father of a sect, you know. of um, Like a cult. And I've got some special intentions with you. You never know, guys. Right, where was I? Okay, the language school. Um, Actually, I studied uh, the language school in Podebrady, which is the town uh, where I moved in with my uh, mother and my sister because this was the reunion. We reunited there as a family and um, this is uh, when my mother decided that it's high time to get separated from her husband. And because uh, my grandma died at the age of about 94 or something like that, it might have been 96 actually, I'm not really sure now, we inherited a house in Podjebrady. It was an old house, but it it, it still is. Uh, This is where I am recording the podcast from actually. Listeners, I'm living here right now. So I used to go to a language school where I studied... uh, English and uh, I started realizing that English is something I quite like actually. I was an average student uh, regarding English at a grammar school I had like C level but um, at the language school I was doing really well to be honest yeah but I still knew I I had to go to a university so I decided that I would start preparing for a University of Economics in Prague which meant that I had to go back to square one I had to start over with my mathematics because I didn't really remember anything so I started learning mathematics and somehow after one year of preparing I managed to learn just enough to pass the exams Uh, I didn't want to throw in a towel I didn't want to give up and there I was at the university after one year I did it. It was about 2004 and I was approximately 20 years old. When I was at the language school, I was a bit bored because the, the studies were quite easy, to be honest. So what I did was I um, bega- began making a board game because uh, I always dabbled in the fantasy world and the games. So I thought, why don't, why don't you do a game yourself, Zdeněk? You could become famous by creating a board game. Wouldn't that be wonderful? A board game is this kind of game you play on a table. This game was like a mixture of a traditional game with dice and Pisces. Not Pisces. Pieces. Pieces, sorry. Pieces. Uh, the, you know, the dice and pieces in English. In Czech we have like a game which is called Člověče Human, don't be angry in translation. Sounds ridiculous uh, in English. I don't think they uh, use this term for this game. Yeah, but uh, and uh, this was a mixture of this game and like a, a Dungeon and Dragons game. It was quite a complex game. Um, it was played by ideally four players, and it was a fantastic game. Every player chose a hero and uh, a set of skills, and he went. He had like adventures. He killed monsters gained experience and for the experience he reached uh, higher levels, found or bought weapons. I was really influenced by some computer games like Diablo or Heroes of the Maiden and Magic if you know what I'm talking about. These sort of games influence my game. The game has been played uh, by more than about 80 people. Some people just once but uh, there were a few selected um, chosen ones, who have played it a lot of times with me. It had to be played many times because this was how I was developing it. I was better. Te- I was better testing the game on the go, if you know what I mean. Uh, this was the only way to see the uh, flaws, the bugs in the game. You know, to balance, especially to balance the game was hard. But uh, the problem with the game was that it was pretty long and i i even tried to sell it but unfortunately the game was financially cursed i went to one producer of such games they tried it and they said it was quite good but unfortunately it's not sellable uh it, it's not producible because in um, in today's nowadays people don't have time for playing such hardcore games one game of obelisk which which was the name of the game one na- uh, one game lasts about 10 to 12 hours which is too long and people don't have time for this apparently and also there were too many like cards and uh, too many features of this game so it wouldn't be like profitable anyway so um, sadly this this went down the drain financially I couldn't earn any money through it actually I don't want to spend too much time talking about the game Obelisk right now because uh, I'm going to do an individual episode about my game later on. I just thought uh, I had to mention this because I considered, even though this, is a, this might sound a bit ridiculous for some of you, I consider this to be an achievement in my life because I managed to make a game which a lot of people liked. Even though it was never sold, uh, I had a lot of fun because of it and a lot of people liked it. In fact, I met one guy who liked it so much that he became my friend Uh, and and later on I went uh, to England with this guy actually. But let's go one by one, let's not skip. So I went to a university, I started studying economics but um, unfortunately I didn't really enjoy the studying. It was a bit difficult for me and at the same time I didn't have the right attitude because it wasn't my cup of tea. Mm. What I liked the most there was English and a bit of mathematics, but the economical su- economic subjects like microeconomics and microeconomics was just dreadful, like awful for me to take in. Inevitably, I had to make a difficult decision. I and the guy who used to play obelisk with me, we decided to go to England, to live in England to learn the language properly and maybe earn a little bit of money I had a girlfriend at the time, but uh, but I went to England anyway. In short, living in England was uh, the biggest turning point, milestone and life-changing thing, or whatever I should call it, in my life. Okay. And uh, because I can see, uh, this podcast episode is uh, getting a bit l- longer and I'm not even in the middle of what I wanted to tell you. I think I will have to uh, cut this episode into two halves. And uh, this will be the part one called Ups and Downs. And the second one will be the part two, obviously. So, guys, I hope you liked listening to my life story, to part one of my life story. And uh, until next time, have a good day, good morning, good afternoon, good evening or good weekend, good holiday, basically good life. Bye.